if you're wanting to go into farming as in tenanting a farm etc then I would say get yourself some livestock as soon as possible even if you have to beg and borrow land by actually having that land and being looking after them yourself and doing all the paperwork that goes involved there's as much paperwork for five cows as there are you know, 100 mm. cows yeah. um shows you're serious Welcome to the MacVet podcast, the show that talks about communication, cows and coffee. I'm your host, Fiona McGilvery, and today I'm talking to Dorset dairy farmer, Sophie Gregory. Sophie, welcome to the show. Hello, thanks for having me. I'm very excited to talk to you. Thank you. Uh, I know we've had a few technical issues, so thank you for persevering. (laughs) Um, could, Could you start by telling me a little bit about your farm, please? Yeah, so we farm on the Dorset Devon border. I'm never quite sure which county we should be included in, actually, because we've got fields in Devon, Dorset and Somerset. So, um, it's yeah, it's an organic dairy farm, all tenanted um, across about 1,500 acres now. Um, None of us are from, uh, neither of us are, um, it's not a family farm. Um, Tom's dad was a um, was a dairy farmer, but gave up when he was ten. Um, so the only option was to go out and rent a farm, um, bin share farming, and we're just proceeding to buy our business partner out at the moment. Ah, exciting times then. Yeah. And so, how long have you been in farming then, Sophie? As you say, if you if you're not from a family farming background. Um, so I've been in farming for nine years now. So we've been mm-hmm. there, yeah, we've been there just over nine. Um, I trained as an accountant first. Um, I had children quite young, and um, I so I didn't get to go to university. And the accountancy was something really I could study alongside having a baby. So that's what I did. Mm. So a bit of a change, I guess, from accounting to farming. Do you see any sort of uh... I don't know, overlaps or do you find the accounting think, is, is useful? Um, yeah, I think it is really useful. I think um, farming often can be sort of just seen as a way, of, a way of life. So not so much as a business, more of a sort of lifestyle, if that makes sense. Um, but I think, you know, especially as a tenant farmer, the bottom line has to add up. So it's really, it's really helped me um, be able to look at the business um in in a like a bit of what I would call a business fashion rather than just a lifestyle by you know by being able to look at the accounts monthly and making sure that we're on the right track because we're all talented it, it does have to wash its face if that makes sense it does have to mm-hmm. add up um but yeah no I've I I think um I do I don't I don't miss the accountancy as such but I I definitely am glad I did it and glad that I've got skills from it Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds, as you say, because it's often can be frustrating, can't you, if you sort of invest a lot of time and effort to achieve uh, training in something, if you then just find you never use it again, I, I can imagine that would be frustrating. So it sounds great. As you say, you've actually found an application that's really useful in what you're doing now. So it sounds good. I, so and good. also, I just find it, it's just really useful to have something else 
cancer, like yes. I, I've used it in in other parts of my life as well. Um, it's just yeah, just being able to look at a set of accounts is really yeah, it's really helpful. Mm-hmm. I mean, out of interest, do you do do friends accounting? Um, yeah, so I um, we still use the firm that I um, that I used to work for as our accountant. Um, uh, because they're actually like specialist rural accountants, if that makes sense. So they yeah. specialise in farm accounts. The farm accounts are can often be quite different because there's you know you have you do have to know about uh, you know a little bit of background about you know cows values all of that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I have yeah I I I do think it is um, I do think it's important to have like a, a specific rural accountant. I do all our own books still, but. Um, it's uh, it's definitely something that um, I think as a, on the back burner, um, fine, but not something full time for me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. So, what would you say you most enjoy about farming? I think it's probably the variety. You say that variety is the spice of life. I think yeah, that the fact that in the morning you never quite know, you're never really fully in control with farming. I think. Uh, which actually goes against my personality a bit. I'm slight control freak, but um, I like that. Yeah, I like that you go up in the morning, milk the cows, and then you, you know, you could be doing anything from fixing a fence or um, feeding calves, or you know, I'm, I'm, um, I sit on a lo- uh, on our board for um Arla so I just I you know get out and meet people as well so there's a lot of different things you can do in agriculture I think that's probably what I like most and being also working with the animals and being outside what would you say some of the challenges have been since you uh, started off in farming so I think our biggest challenges like our two biggest challenges are um probably climate now so we're quite an extensive grazing herd and so we're quite reliant on on um having a good grazing season if that makes sense mm. so like we we're quite our, our big thing is turning um turning grass to milk so having good grass growth is quite essential to our system and the last two years have we've had periods of drought which is it just makes it very hard to plan um but you have to adapt so um yeah you just you have to move calving patterns or uh, i mean you have to stay calm too because you know that could just be two years out of ten you know, we could get a really good growing year next year. And actually the grass is growing really well now. And our second biggest challenge is probably the fact that um, milk price is quite volatile. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you have to, you don't really know. It's very much supply and demand and it's a cycle, the milk milk price. Um, so you have to, you know, you have to budget well, um, always mm-hmm. farm within your means, um, invest in the good times um, and then just tighten the belt in the hardest times I think um, but it's not having control over those two things in a way we're very lucky that the milk leaves our gate and we don't market it or or we but we aren't in control of the price that we're paid we're told monthly um, what we're going to be paid for yeah for that next month mm-hmm. yeah so you you won the woman in the women in dairy woman of the year so that the right way around uh, award uh-huh. in 2021 uh and i know one of the judges i think was it karen halton uh pointed out that you're a great communicator um what would you say it is that you're trying to achieve through your communications and whether that's sort of because i know you really um have a great presence on social media uh, and i know you do a lot of work with schools and educating young people and not not so young people 
what what um, are you trying to achieve with your communication? I think I think coming from a, like a not farming background. So my mum actually was a vet. Uh, my dad worked. Um, well, he worked abroad most of our childhoods, but um, I never knew farming was an option for me. So I feel like I, I feel like that's important to get that message out there. I also feel that um, getting you know food farming and the environment on the national curriculum probably could you know that could solve quite a few problems. You know the NHS has a huge wait list and huge pressure on it. So I, I think that by learning you know where your food's from, learning how to cook it um at a young age is really important so I think that's my key back to your question that's my key reason for communicating is, is sharing where your food's from and sharing that actually dairy farming or a job in agriculture could be for anyone you don't need your dad to be a, a you know a beef farmer or a, your granny to have been a, a dairy farmer to be able to get involved and actually dairy farming um it doesn't have to be like 13 hour days um I think people are moving a bit more at the times that, you know, they won't have the labour if they, if they're, yeah, if it's so demanding, people, you know, having more part-time people rather than having working the same person as hard. Um, Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, communication, it's, it's a passion to share, you know, what we're doing. And um, so it gives people, people the option if they want to get involved in agriculture themselves. Mm. No, I think you're an outstanding role model for, for uh, as you say, anybody and everybody interested in farming. And I know often on social media, you'll sort of ask questions, you know, be very open uh, and encourage people to sort of get in touch as to what do you want to know about farming? I mean, what kind of, what's been your experience having your presence on social media? Um, I think that um, Instagram, I probably connect more with people because I think farming is quite a visual thing. So I think people connect to the pictures and the videos, you know, as though they're there, if that makes sense. Yeah. And they can, mm. it's easy to explain things, isn't it? And I, it's real time when I'm mm. sharing things as I'm doing them. Um, but with Twitter, I feel I, I'm not, I'm not good on Twitter. I don't, I suppose I don't really understand it properly. Um, and I've, I have found in the past, it's probably more of a, uh dog eat dog on there if that makes sense you know I'm, I'm slightly worried about what I write it's mm. it, you have to it's quite a format isn't it whereas I, I just enjoy sharing pictures don't really use Facebook I use a LinkedIn for more professional things but um definitely Instagram is probably my favorite one to share mainly because it's the easiest way for me to connect with through pictures and through videos yeah yeah and I just love the way you're so natural on the videos as well you know it's it's literally everything that you that you show and which is just brilliant yeah I I really love it um how do you decide what works and what doesn't work in in what you do in your communications I think well I had I was very lucky to be part of um what's called what's known as it's a great initiative called um just farmers so it's um it was created by um Anna she's she saw a, a real gap in the market for um for uh i suppose for um farm giving skills to farmers to communicate with the media mm-hmm. um so she's yeah so it's a course it's, it's a four-day course and um you ha- you applied and then were selected and it just gave me way more confidence to to deal with um yeah day-to-day um public i suppose and the media right oh, that's interesting cool um 
and what are there any sort of could you say there's common kinds of questions that you tend to get asked or do you literally get a massive spectrum from the sublime to the ridiculous um i think that i one of the things just farmers taught me was that um that no like really to steer away from far, what we call farming jargon so it's it's things that mm. we like on a day-to-day basis we would think as like normal words like here's a dry cow you know most of the general public wouldn't know wouldn't know what a dry cow is so I'm, mm. I'm very conscious to try and keep things at a not basic level but a easy to understand level um so I yeah I, I try and do that but some of the you know the questions I just welcome I always say no question too stupid um too silly because before farming it, it, it there is so much more to farming than I think the general public realize like mm-hmm. from technical through to you know what could happen um so I just encourage any sort of question if that makes sense I just mm-hmm. I want people to feel like they can ask anything yeah well, that's great um and can you share any examples do any pop to mind um, recently uh what have I had recently um do you, to be able to milk a cow does it need to have a calf so people don't you know do, people assume which are you know you would general mm-hmm. public would that um a cow keeps milking yeah. forevermore once you know mm-hmm. once it's had the calf you, they don't sometimes realize that you have to they have to get back in calf if that makes sense Mm. um and then often it's like around the silage hay straw thing people you know people they all look the same to the general eye don't they so Mm. um and also querying why the cows have to come inside in the winter so it's Mm. just explaining like the grass stops growing and um and actually for welfare reasons like the um weather you know the weather where we are and the damage to the ground um we haven't got the right kind of soils to keep them out all winter So you've already um, told me about the four day training course that sort of helped give you, I guess, that that um, foundation or the the confidence to start really going for uh, that form of communication using social media. And um, what what have you sort of learned since then? Uh, and maybe overall, what advice might you give to others who would also like to share their messages on social media? I think just give it a go. I think just start you know be yourself is the biggest thing there's you can see straight through someone who's not being themselves too mm. preened or too you know too organized it's just just be yourself I think most of most people that follow me probably follow me to see the cows and to see the farm but I try you know try as much I'm quite open about what music I like I often choose stuff that I like to put behind things I think just they they're interested in the whole yeah the whole thing from you know who who what it takes to be a farmer through to actually the cows and and family life so I just would I think this it's hard to get going but just yeah to start and and also always remember why you're doing it and don't ever feel the pressure to do a post if you're not you know if you're not feeling it or you you want a bit of break don't be worried to do that either I think um I never post when I'm not you know not feeling like I'm than I want to I don't Mm. I don't uh I've never done you know scheduled stuff or anything like that I just be yourself um and probably just think from the offset what you know what you want out of it um because I I set out to do it to share dairy farming to share daily life on a dairy farm and to share like you said you know um 
that it is an option, like a career option for anyone. Um, and also to communicate, you know, where, where milk comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with your experience, you know, before you went into dairy farming and obviously now you've had nine years of experience, how do you feel consumers perceive the dairy industry? And do you think this is something that's changing over the years? I think, um, I think consumers are starting to care where their food comes from. And I think that's a great, that's great. Um, But I think, I do think until policy and until um, government and, you know, general consensus is that it it is changed on cows and, and what they, you know, the supposed damage they're doing to the environment through methane and all of all of those um i think that the consumer is always going to be led slightly by that um because actually dairy you know milk is way better for the it has got a better you know carbon score or whatever you however you gauge it um than some of these milk alternatives i think we probably i think it's brilliant that a lot of um athletes are using milk as rehydration um Mm. And that then obviously appeals to the young, younger generation. But I think, I think we probably need to reinvent a bit more um, how people drink milk. Um, a friend was talking about like we should get more into milkshakes again um, because actually milk is a standalone drink. Um, apart from in your childhood, it isn't that common anymore. People have moved mm-hmm. to more you know fizzy drinks and all of that. But I think we probably have to do a bit of rebranding on milk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is that something maybe you're involved with, with as in part, as part of your involvement with Arla? I mean, I think Arla, that I mean, we the Open Farm Sunday they're heavily involved in, so that's you know sharing the story of milk. Um, but a lot of it's down to the supermarket and product placement of of you know where milk sits on the shelf, yeah. because some of these plant based uh, plant based alternatives are placed you know in the dairy section probably shouldn't be in the dairy section um but it's yeah i think it and also down to the levy payers the ahdb they're doing a great job of of shouting about agriculture and shouting about the nutrition nutritious um produce that comes out of farming um so yeah no it's always something that we're looking at as a cooperative too Mm -hmm. yeah excellent I don't know if it's an age thing as well, because I've definitely got back into drinking more milk. <laughs> yes, <laughs> brilliant. It's so good for you. <laughs> oh, totally. And as you say, the link with nutrition and sports is 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 great to see. I'm I'm absolutely with you on that. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, I'm just wondering, thinking back to your uh, about your social media accounts, you have farmer in training and fraud on farm. And I'm wondering after nine years, um, <laughs> Is there maybe a chance or an opportunity to, are you thinking of updating the titles? Because um, I would say you're definitely onto the next level, if not three, surely. <laughs> That's really kind. No, I think because what I feel with farming is that, you know, every day is a school day. I feel like I'm learning. You know, I don't think you're ever done with learning in farming mm. because we have to, to keep the business sustainable as in bottom line and you know environmentally friendly socially acceptable you know all of those things mm. you have to keep moving with the times so I think 
you need to surround yourself with knowledge always. So I think the farmer in training, I'm always going to be in training. I think every farmer is. I think that's where there comes barriers is that when people aren't open-minded, aren't mm-hmm. open-minded to change, yes, keep your system, keep, you know, carving block what works, but always be open to other things as well. Um, so that's where that comes from. And, you know, I, I am, I always still feel like I'm just winging it probably is the same with parenting but that's probably my character more that's lovely so beautifully explained thank you Sophie and that's uh absolutely put in total context that uh that sort of um not label but that that definition so thank you that that makes total sense and it's lovely the way you've explained that um what surprised you since you started working in the industry I think what surprised me, I think like this is going to sound quite fickle, but surprised me actually how well paid you can be if you're a dairy, like a dairy manager, like the life, the opportunity in farming for, you know, you get a, you often in positions you can, if you're managing a herd, there's a house and it's, you know, it's quite well paid now. I think people don't really realise that. It wasn't until I did a, I actually did a, um, a college well it's not college secondary school visit and uh we were part of their career stands and had the milking cow there and uh was talking to one of the teachers and they just couldn't believe uh they asked me what you know what dairy farmer was paid and they just couldn't get over it because as a teacher they were being paid less and they were as a farmer you could end up with a house too and live in the beautiful part of the world um you know it can be long long hours but um also as I said earlier I think that the people are we looking at the way um at the way they staff farms because they have to because like every industry they're struggling you know struggling to attract the right people Mm -hmm. um we've we've gone to you know only milking the person apart from at weekends um you just do one milking a day so that's you know if you start at five you finish at three you start at seven, you finish at five, half five mm-hmm. with lunch break and you know, breakfast break as, as well. Um, so that surprised me. Um, I actually, the biggest thing that surprised me is how much goes into just one pint of milk, what the technicalities behind. I just thought you th- put the cows out in the field and then brought them into the milk and then put them back to the same field. I had no idea about measuring I didn't know you had to measure the grass and put it you know in a software really to then work out where your next paddocks are you know just all of that um I didn't realize actually the technicalities of farming I thought it was very much just you know just open the gate Mm, quite And, and again I think that's the lovely thing about what you share on the social media posts is everything that goes into it um because as you say I think that's probably surprised a lot of people as well Mm. What's been your proudest achievement? Uh, I think growing our team and growing growing people, seeing our um seeing our staff develop and having, you know, our culture in our team. I think that's probably been the biggest, you know, I take it quite personally when people leave the business, which I'm getting, you know, getting better at, but um just having a good yeah, just having a good team and culture that work well together um winning women in dairy was I just so unexpected and the nicest bit was the person who nominated me uh, worked for me as well so they knew you know they saw all of how I worked um and 
probably getting to where we are with the business. So growing it from a 20% share to a 50% share and then to where we are now of buying out the other person involved. I think that's been a huge, it's been hard work at the time. It was really, really hard work at the beginning, um, but it's paying off now. It must be fantastic to look back and, as you say, realise that your hard work is is uh, delivering. Excellent. Mm. So coming back to your social media, your Instagram posts and reels, um, I notice you also post about sort of non-dairy related content. Uh, mm. you, you'll regularly share resources for guided meditation. Um, can you tell me a little yeah. bit about that? So that is part of, so I meditate every day, normally first thing in the morning, so like four o'clock. Um, and I, the reason I started that was that in lockdown, um, a friend started a, a, as part of Women in Dairy, started an online, um, it was an online training session run by a lady called Holly, who had done it, also done enough field on um She'd done a, an effort on what she called Focus Farmers. So basically meditation for farmers. And she ran an amazing six-week course with a great group of women who I'm still in touch with now, um, who uh, we would check in daily, have a WhatsApp group, and then you just check in when you meditate. So you just put a symbol or you know anything, emoji. I just actually share my meditation with the with the group and some people like to listen to that same one um but just so you're accountable and now we've put been she's run loads of focus farmer groups and she's now put us all in one group where we all check in to each other so it's like farmers from across well people working in agriculture from across the country and i think even into ireland so i found it totally game-changing someone who's slightly disorganized slightly uh bouncy i would say um, I find it so helpful to have that five to 10 minutes focus first thing in the morning and it really starts my day off well. Wow, that sounds amazing. Did you find it was difficult to get into? Or Massively. I resented it for probably the first, I think probably the first month I hated it every day. I absolutely hated it and I'd found it very hard to sit still. Um, but now it's just I can't really there's not often when I don't do it when I'm away sometimes I have a um, like a total reset where I just don't do it you know mm -hmm. if I'm I'm away on holiday or anything like that I sometimes just drop all routine um, but when I get back I realize why I do it um, I think I've meditated for the longest time like consecutive was 200 it was 240 days in a row mm -hmm. um, but now I do you know I, it comes and goes um, you know, I could do six in a, in a row and then I might miss one or, you know, I'm just, I try, yeah, I try to stick to it. Um, and first thing always works with. Mm. Oh, wow. I'm going to have to give that a go. Sounds good. Yeah, it's really good. It's free. It's yeah. a free app, Insight Timer. It's a free app. And mm. there is like tens of thousands of um, meditations on there. And you can choose from like three minutes to half an hour to an hour you know it's just wow yeah I like that then because as you say I, I suspect I'll be like you I'd probably struggle <laughs> thinking oh I think thinking about so many different things uh yeah to be able to just sort of switch off but as you say if there's different timings that's probably start with the shortest one I guess short one yeah mm, cool uh I also noticed you talk about 
losing your mum to suicide um, and raising awareness about suicide. How do you feel that has impacted in what you do now? I think it's a really hard one. I, my mum was a vet and she worked, always worked full time when we were younger, then went part time later in her career. And then I saw when she left her career as a vet and lost that purpose uh, fall apart. And I think that's something I always remember on the hard days on the farm, that actually the purpose is what keeps you going. Um, I just think that there has been a huge stigma around mental health. It's definitely better than it was. But I think just by talking about it, it helps one person. And um, I think we're very good at just looking after our physical health, but our mental health has to has to come into the mix as well as as important if not more important the two are linked um so I feel like by talking about it if it yeah if it just helps one person then then that's um that's worth doing I think the I think farming veterinary they're all you know high pressure careers aren't they and I think Mm -hmm. that um I don't I don't know many people who don't know someone who's lost someone to suicide and it's just it's quite a scary fact um amongst farming particularly um so I just think where raising awareness is essential mm-hmm. yeah no thank you for talking about it here as well thank you yeah okay um so moving on to cows do you have a favorite breed well, I've got a favourite cow and she's a shorthorn. <laughs> they're probably, I would say, shorthorn, but they're not my favourite breed for our farm. They actually, they're probably not the most suitable breed for our farm because they're quite big and they're sort of like a dual purpose, really. Mm-hmm. They don't, they're not that milky, but they, uh, well, they are, can be very milky, but the ones we've had haven't been mm-hmm that milky if that makes sense we just like they're not we haven't really bred them I've got some friends who've got beautiful pedigree shorthorn herds and I'm always very envious of theirs because they're well bred and they're very productive um, and they suit their system and their farm but Mm. pet cow is my ultimate cow and she is a shorthorn she's a red shorthorn beautiful Mm. so uh, from a practical perspective you go black and white I say an Irish region is my favorite the ability to turn grass to milk yes. uh, uh, in style, basically. Mm. They just do it with that limited effort. And I think they good feet, good udders, um, low maintenance. Uh, we always say the best cows on farm are the ones we don't know, the yeah. ones that you just don't know because they're really ghost well cows. We call them, mm. yeah, ghost cows. Yeah. yeah, really well said, yeah. Uh, and I know you are not a coffee drinker, but uh, tea is your uh, beverage of choice. How about tea yeah. habits? Well, so tea, I only started drinking tea about probably two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I before that, I actually had quite a bad Coca-Cola. I'll say Coca-Cola, not Coke addiction, um, where mm-hmm. I would always I'd have one, you know, every probably every day about four or five o'clock to try and get me through the you know when you put young children that sugar heart I just didn't like I went off coffee when I was pregnant with my second um and I've not been able to drink it since this I don't I like the smell but I just don't like the taste and tea I'd never been into so now I absolutely can't live without tea the first thing I do when I get up after meditating is make a cup of tea and then I get going um uh yeah I love it I do, I have no sugar if I need an extra boost then I'll have a bit of honey 
from the bees on the farm. But I don't do sugar. I think I just think that if I started the sugar thing, it would be the road to, you know, more and more. I wouldn't probably be able to stop. So I think Mm. by not having any, I think that's good. And also our milk is quite full fat. Um, it's like four and a half percent fats, and it's quite sweet. So actually, probably that makes up for it. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, just heaven on cereal as well. Mm, So good. Mm. (laughs) Um. Sophie, is there anything else you'd like to share that you feel our listeners would find useful? I mean, sometimes I get asked, you know, if you wanted to get into dairy farming, how would you do it? And I think my biggest thing is that you should just put yourself out there, go to a local farm and say, do you want a hand? You know, can can I come and milk? Um, Also, I get asked, you know, how did you get from, you know, not owning many cows to where we are now and I think my top things are find yourself a good mentor we've had an amazing mentor um our business partner and surround yourself with you know positive people role models really important Mm -hmm. um I think having livestock if if you're wanting to go into farming as in tenanting a farm etc then I would say get yourself some livestock as soon as possible even if you have to beg and borrow land by actually having that land and being looking after them yourself and doing all the paperwork that goes involved there's as much paperwork for five cows as there are you know, 100 mm. cows yeah. um shows you're serious um and tell everyone what you want to do because they're mm. often a lot of these farming opportunities come through word of mouth and if people know that you're looking mm. um my other thing would be there are loads of discussion groups linked to the vets or linked to the grassland society um and just to get out there and talk to people network because you will find something something will come along in the most unexpected way Mm -hmm. um but don't give up Mm. brilliant words of advice and and if you've got any links that you want me to share as well with the episode i'm more than happy to do that so as you say anyone listening wants to uh you know find a way of getting in touch then then that would be yeah great that's it there is actually while I'm thinking about dairy getting into dairy farming, I sit on a trustee board um for a charity called Dairy Futures, which was set up primarily to provide funding to those who might not be able to get it through banking or you know just sometimes when you're getting started, it's very hard to access finance. Mm-hmm. Um, and also they um give access to consultant advice um and we were very lucky to be able to have some of that advice during our career and so i'm i'm really enjoying sitting back on the trustee board but they are dairy futures they have a website um you can look them up but they yeah they provide advice and finances um to people wanting to get going wow sounds like an excellent resource thank you for mentioning them brilliant fab Uh, Well, thank you so much for chatting to me today, Sophie. It's been absolutely fascinating hearing about your uh, your journey and experiences and for sharing so much information uh, and uh, and for invigorating and motivating others to to follow in your path, hopefully. Yeah, excellent. It's really kind. Um, But yeah, you can follow me online or and send me a message at any point. I'm I'm very happy to, to give some help. Thanks so much for listening to this episode please follow or subscribe to the show so you can join me next time when I'll be talking more about communication, cows and coffee.
I know you uh, often, uh, you've got your sort of um, titles, hashtags, uh, not hashtags, but your whatever it's called. <laughs> I'll edit that bit out. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 